1: So it's mailbag time, Ryan, and we had a few super chats to start off with. Number one from Raymond Harton. Hey, he said, Farida, thank you. Thank you very much, Raymond. I appreciate that very, very much. had another one said, uh, just showing support for my favorite show. Keep up the amazing work, guys. We, Raymond, we really, really do appreciate that. Your support uh, and time and, and all that different stuff. We love it, man. And Raymond is also, by the way, folks, a member of the message board. So, yes, be part of that community. So let's get rocking into the, the, the mailbag questions now, Ryan.
2: Where we had another super chat was from Rob Osgood. Rob, thank you so much for the super chat. Guys, what type of running back or running backs do you think Notre Dame needs in the 2025 class? Who do you think Notre Dame has the best shot at? I know it's early, but I know Marcus Freeman likes to get them early. Thanks again.
1: With the best shot, we kind of discussed that a little bit during the show, right, Ryan? I mean, you would say it would be Thurman and Chroma, correct? Yes.
2: Yeah, I, I think Justin Thurman pretty solidly, and then, you know, Chroma obviously has a lot of, Usmane Chroma has a lot of interest in Notre Dame. It's about getting him to campus, obviously. Yeah. And, and Rob, we also hit a little bit on what types, right? And and it, it, great two examples are Thurman and Chroma because they're very different football players. You know, I, I think that the reason that Notre Dame is so high on Justin Thurman, for instance, is because he brings a very niche skill set. So the ability to, yes, create yeah. big plays and be a mismatch weapon, and I think to really be very flexible with how he fits with some other players in this class. So I think if that, right now you have the best shot at Justin Thurman. And then after that, I would, I'm very interested, especially if it's Usman Kroma trying to pair with Justin Thurman because they are just such varying skill sets.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all
3: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
1: I would also say that I, I think you're looking for one of two things, right, Ryan? Just do you want a specific niche skill, or or you get the best overall back? I think that's always something you look for, and that's why Chrome is on the board. That's why James Simons on the board. That's why Waltez Clark is on the board. They're just yep. big time talents. Yep. But then there's also that whole, we are looking for a specific skill set and Justin Thurman brings that. And I think Notre Dame is also betting a little bit on Justin Thurman. Okay. I, I think their thought is like, listen, if we wait a year on this kid, we're not going to have much of a shot. I mean, if, if we don't, the only way you can get a kid like this and keep a kid like this is to be on him before everybody else gets on him, in my opinion. And I think that's part of it too, but I think they genuinely like that kid as an every now back, but it's just okay. at the very least He can bring that niche value to what you're trying to do. No no question about it.
2: We had a question from David Lowe. Thank you, David. I saw where 247 ranked their most talented position groups for 2023 and had Michigan, the most talented offensive line. I do not know anything about their offensive line. Is it more talented than Notre Dame's offensive line?
1: See, here's my issue with that, Ryan, is, is right now, if I'm ranking offensive lines, just best offensive lines, take the word talented out of it, I have Michigan's ahead of Notre Dame's. I do. Uh, they have a lot. They have what three starters coming back from a line that was better than Notre Dame's last year. In my opinion, from a consistency standpoint, certainly the issue that I had with that ranking was is two ranking was most talented. Pos- did you see this tweet by the way, over the weekend, Ryan, I did. Not. I did we not. put it on the message board. I know you had at your anniversary this weekend. So I know you you had other stuff going on, but it was basically most talented position groups. And it was a little funky. Like some of them were like secondary. They're like Miami safeties on there, you know, which I was like, okay. Uh, But uh, they had Ohio state running back room, kind of that type of thing. Right. They had Michigan's offensive line. And my whole thing is I don't think Michigan's offensive line is one of the 12 most individually uh, talented rooms in the country. Mm -hmm. Like now we've talked about uh, the miles Hinton. Could potentially be that guy, but like the rest of like Zach Zinter, Zach Zinter to me is not like a Quentin Nelson type of guy, but it's a really good offensive line. So if you're going to use the word, what's the most talented groups? I don't think that's the most talented offensive line in college football, and I don't think it's more talented than Notre Dame's. I mean, when you look at Joe Walt and Blake Fisher and Billy Shrouth and whoever else is going to be a guard, Zeke Correll, from a pure just talent standpoint, Notre Dame has a better line than Michigan's. Mm-hmm. but they don't have a better offensive line than Michigan right now. We'll sure. see if that changes during the season, but that's my take on that, Ryan. What? What? What's your take on it?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's a wording issue. I mean, that's kind of where we are with it. Again, I mean, just say the best offensive line, right? Or the say best the units. Best Here's the groups.
1: best individual units, yeah. right? And, and and instead of the word talented. That's and you're talking about an
2: offensive line that had back-to-back Joe Moore award winners right. and three stars returning. You're like, okay, sure. Right. Okay. That's fine. I actually think I mean. it
1: kind of takes away from the job that sharon Moore's done because he has done yeah. a great job without having an elite first round draft pick type of, type of player on his right. He hasn't had a Joe Walt in the last two years. Yep. In my opinion. Yes. Huh? It says a lot about about the job he's done, to be honest with you. Yep. Now, if, if I, I, you know what, Ryan, I, we may talk about this at another time, but I would like for you to look at that list and, and you and I can have a conversation about it. Like they had the. Uh, I don't think they had, they had like, I don't think, I'm you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to pull it up. Cause it was actually kind of an interesting conversation. Just give me a sec, Ryan. I'm going to, yep. I'm going to pull this up because it's something that I, I put out. So it'll be easy for me to, to, to find it. But let me just get to this here real quick, but I, I'm, I'm very curious kind of what your thoughts are on it. So here's what they had. Here's the, the top 12 that they had. Okay. Number one, Ohio state wide receivers. Number two, USC quarterbacks number three, Michigan running backs, number four, Georgia's defensive front, number five, Michigan's offensive line, number six, Georgia's secondary, seven is Clemson's linebackers, eight is Penn State's running backs, nine is LSU's linebackers, 10 is Texas's quarterbacks, 11 is Washington's receivers, and then 12 is Miami safeties. My first thought was this. I – I would put Alabama if we're going to narrow it down to like a certain specific part of a secondary and not an entire secondary. I would have Alabama or Notre Dame's corners ahead of Miami safeties in mm-hmm. in the ranking. Right? Mm-hmm. Miami's got good safeties, but I, I wouldn't have them there. Uh, in, in my personal opinion, I also somebody else mentioned also in the chat that uh, that uh, how is LSU's quarterbacks not on there? I mean, how many teams in the country can say they have two? SEC caliber talents, at quarterback and a Ricky Collins coming up at quarterback. So if we're going to talk about talent of the, of the, the position group, not just the number one player, obviously Caleb Williams is a lot better than Jaden Daniels, right? But I would argue, I would rather have LSU second and third stringers than USC second and third stringer, in my opinion, you know, so there, there were some interesting takes. And if we're going to talk about just talent again, that's the word they use talent. Ohio State has more talent at running back than Michigan. They don't have better running backs right now, but they have more yep. talent at running back than Michigan. Sure, Especially when you, when you talk about just, I mean, Travion Henderson is the most talented running back of, of the two teams, in my opinion. And Ohio State's getting Evan Pryor back this year. And, and Michigan is a one-two punch, whereas Ohio State has really good depth at that position as well. So when you throw out that word talented, it, it it changes the conversation a little bit. To be honest with you, Ryan. But what were some yep. other takeaways that you had from looking at that, looking at that group? LSU linebackers
2: is one that popped in my head because I mean I know Harold Perkins is really good, but like their best linebacker size is Omar Spates, transferred over right. from Morgan State, and he's not that good. <laughs> like he's fine, you know what I mean? Like I, right? That's the that's the be- I mean, Georgia's linebackers are better than that linebacker room. 100%. Yes, as a room,
1: as a room. Yeah. That's yeah. room. Absolutely agree with you. Smile,
2: on that. smile, Munden and and uh, Dumas Johnson. Like, I'll take yep. those two over the two just comparatively. One hundred percent. Yeah.
1: I also thought Georgia's secondary being that high to me. Uh, they're basically saying Georgia's secondary is their second best position group, which I don't agree with. I think it's their third. I think I, to your point, I think their linebackers are better than their their secondary guys. But More I thought pretty, that was yeah. interesting. No, no Bama positions on there, which I found really interesting. So I, I at least expected to see Bama's corners. Bama's, well, yeah, Bama's you corners know what I mean?
2: should be. Bama's corners should be in the conversation. I think what yeah. hurts is you're, if you're talking about a full secondary. They don't have any safeties coming Agreed. back, obviously, right? Agree. So it's like, but, yeah.
1: and if and if if it was like if it was just secondaries, but once they put Miami safeties in there, it's like okay, well, we're just taking part of a secondary. Then Notre yeah. Dame's corners should be in there, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, as should in Alabama's corners should absolutely yeah. be in Kool- there as Kool-Aid well. Kool-Aid McHistory
2: and Terry and Arnold yeah. and Malachi Moore at yep. nickel. And yeah, Agreed. Yep.
1: Agreed. Yep. Um Yeah. Texas's quarterbacks it, is actually one that, that I, at first I did not like, but yep. if I'm going to stick to what they said, talent, then I, I can understand Texas's quarterbacks. Cause if we're just talking God given ability and talent, and you're going to be consistent with that. But here's my thing, Ryan. you can't have, Michigan's running backs, third and Michigan's offensive line, fifth. And if you in in LSU's linebackers, ninth, if you're talking about talent. Right. You know, I mean, so if you're there's just a lack of consistency here, in my opinion. Right. I also think Washington's receivers are too low at 11. I, I, I've seen some rankings. I saw something the other day. From your boy at Pro Football Focus, that kid that does all the cog stuff. I know,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: And uh I see my boy. I see my boy. Why? He yeah.
2: Because
1: <laughs> he's not mine. He had Washington's receiving core third uh coming into the season behind oh gosh, was his number two? Who? Oh, Texas. And I'm thinking Man, Texas's receiving corps has a whole lot to prove before they're that, to me that they should be now. Could they end up being there? I Sure, yeah. I guess. You know what I mean. But like, there's a lot to prove before Texas it's, is. They're um. That, that's another one that if,
2: if it if it's phrased as the most talented rooms, then right. like yeah, yes. sure. I mean, that, Texas is deep at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. It's just it, are they all going to play up to their talent right.
1: level? I mean, right. Yeah, sure. And so far they haven't. I mean, Xavier right. Worthy's coming off of a very, very disappointing season
2: mayor got hurt last year yep. transferring over Yep. And, ad
1: yeah. mitchell's been banged up he hasn't been able to stay healthy and put up a ton of production so yeah there just was a little bit of a lack of consistency overall i didn't think it was a terrible list i mean there's some things that i would disagree with but there's none that i looked at. i was like wow that is the dumbest they, thing ever having that that group on there or that do they
2: have Georgia's offensive line on there anywhere
1: oh i think no. i think
2: Georgia's offensive line is stupid that, that's talent. but that's so, kind man. of my thing
1: though ryan if you're gonna look at all the parts about georgia right uh tight ends linebackers offensive yeah. line like their secondary is not their second best position group i might opinion. say
2: their offensive lines the their top as far as just pure talent yeah. man that group is yeah. stupid talent so i didn't understand that well
1: what'd you think of clemson at seven i'm a little i'm a little not sure of how i feel about because Cle- I, well, I like Bear Clemson's carter up. a lot they were oh, the linebackers, linebackers were seven yeah. like i like Bear carter i do yeah. yep. i didn't think he was great last year he's very talented I'm just still not on the the um, the Jeremiah, Jeremiah Trotter John. bandwagon yet. To be it's, it's honest, a with
2: you. it's a name thing. It's a name thing. Yeah,
1: he's a good player. Don't get me wrong; he's a good football player. But I just I,
2: I would take that linebacker group over LSU's though. Which is yes, just, as yeah, a group, because uh, you yes. got Keith McGuire.
1: You know, is <laughs> yes. in that conversation. You've got Levante Bentley. I think is still there. They had some guys that played last year, but yeah, Harold Perkins. It's Harold Perkins is really really good, very good, but not enough to have them over. Other whole units at linebacker. Exactly, center. exactly. Because basically, with that ranking, they're saying that 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 LSU has the second best linebacker, the second most talented linebacker room in college football. And I don't think that's accurate. Even as good as Harold Perkins is, I don't think that's
2: that. I mean, that that basically goes like uh, Brian. Like when you're saying it like that, it's like basically they're saying Harold Perkins is greater than both Barrett Carver and Jeremiah, Jeremiah Trotter together. And I just well,
1: they had Clemson higher.
2: Oh, they had Clemson. Ohio. Yeah,
1: that, so I'm okay. sorry. If I might have said I might have said it backwards, Ryan. They had Clemson oh, no, seven that's... and LSU uh, number nine. So they had oh, LSU is the second best linebacker room in the country. But I think there's a lot of linebacking cores. You could say if you, you know, look at a Georgia, for example. I think I think the Georgia, Georgia example yeah. you gave is a perfect example because Georgia was yeah. very talented a linebacker last year. They were just young. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. Right. I mean, that was kind of. I mean. Uh, the Munden was a true sophomore last year. I believe uh J- Dumas Johnson was also they're, a true sophomore
2: they're, last they're, they're both year. They're both sophomores last year, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I
1: be, like true sophomores, I I believe. Yes. yes. Uh Chash Chambliss comes back this year. I mean, I'm, i mean, they've got some really so talented young good, players, man. And so it, it's it's, it's it, not often
2: that you can lose Jalen Carter and a couple other guys that be like, huh, our defense might be better this yeah. year. <laughs>
1: I mean, again, don't get me wrong, Ryan. Harold Perkins is phenomenal. I, I watched the LSU oh, sure. get Alabama game this weekend. He's very good, uh, yeah. very good.
2: Oh, he's probably the best linebacker in the country. But like again, probably he's all in full
1: rooms. Yeah, so, you know,
2: that's it. But is
1: he that much better than than Georgia's best guy, whoever you think that might be? Yeah. That he then vaults the number two and number three guys in a, is a unit above what Georgia yeah. has? Uh, I'm not sure. I've yeah, but I also don't think you should put like five Georgia position groups in the top twelve because it you know then you're just getting silly and it's also not accurate. But it was a, it was an interesting list. I I appreciated the list, Ryan, because I felt like there was at least some thought. Like like having Michigan's running back room number three. If you were to say we're going to talk about just the best position groups coming into the season, I'd say yeah, okay. Yeah. There's, I mean, uh, you know, Blake Corum and and Dylan. I mean, Dylan Edwards, Donovan Edwards is a pretty nasty one-two punch. Right. It's and, nice. and to me right now, we're going to do a, a show on CFB nation this summer. We're going to break down each position group and Michigan's probably going to be my number one running back room right now as far as just best. But again, you use the word talented. And if you were to say best, I would have no issue with where Michigan's offensive line and running back room is. But yeah. if you're going to say best, then you absolutely need to remove LSU and Texas from this conversation. So like that, it's just that's my only real big issue with it, Ryan. It's just that lack of consistency of, of how they you know that word is applied Uh, but it it was it was a good list I I like stuff like that it was a fun conversation and there are some good takes in the in the chat uh from people this is why again why folks you need to be on the board because we had some some good conversation from it in my opinion people talking about different different aspects of it uh Christopher Crosby mentioned that he would take LSU's quarterback room over Texas's and I'm like you know what I can't really I can't push back too much on that, you know, for this
2: year, for this year. For this year yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there was some, some good conversation to have to, that came from it. It was fun. Fun talk.
2: Michael with a question. Thank you, Michael. What have you seen from Luke Tolik, And if he developed, how could you potentially see his future unfolding at Notre Dame? I'm very intrigued how that could turn out. Thanks.
1: So obviously we haven't seen him since he's been yeah. in our name. So let's just talk about what we think of him as a prospect, Ryan. And we had Luke on our show, by the way, for those who we didn't did. see it on signing day.
2: Yeah. I mean, the kid is, for people that don't know the backstory, very briefly, 6'3", 190-pound safety out of the out of the state of Wyoming. His brothers, his whole family basically goes to the University of Wyoming. He had multiple Pac-12 offers to Utah uh, to Utah to Washington State, to Oregon State to play safety, like legitimate, compatible offers. He decided that he wanted to go to Notre Dame because he's be a Notre Dame fan. Where I see him, Michael, personally, is 6'3", 190 pounds. I think he's a good athlete overall. I think he moves well. And I think he is a heavy, heavy hitter, man. He's got a nose for the football. So I think long-term, he might be a, might be a rover eventually, but I think that right now you're going to see him as a safety for this Notre Dame team, fighting to, you know, on the you know on the on the practice squad, quote unquote, for a year until maybe he gets a scholarship at some point because I think that he has enough talent to do that. I would be very surprised if Luke was not a scholarship player at some point in his Notre Dame career relatively early. I think that he has the opportunity to play at the University of Notre Dame when it all is said and done. I would not be surprised if he was a rover at the end of the day and I would not be surprised if he was a multi-year contributor as a special teams player at the very least because I think he's that type of player.
1: I do not anticipate Luke Touch being a walk on for very long at Notre Dame, Ryan. I don't. This is not your typical walk on. No, it's this not. is one of the better walk on classes I've seen at Notre Dame in a long time. And two by him, Jordan Faison, Henry Garrity. Yep. Uh, their next long snapper probably is a in the freshman class. The cross Angel kit cross. As a, I yeah. think it's pronounced cross. It's K R O S right? But I yes. think it's pronounced cross. I could be yep. wrong. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they this freshman walk on class is impressive. It really it is. is. It really is. We got another one from Michael too, Ryan. So we'll, we'll slide into this one next.
2: Michael says in the 2025 class, who could be who could you see potentially committing to Notre Dame who is somewhat local to the South Bend? Who could be a leader in the building, the class similar to Drake Bowen and CJ Carr or Cam Williams?
1: That's a that's a good one, Ryan, because oh gosh, I man. I don't know I'm, I hoping,
2: yeah. I'm hoping
1: I'm <laughs> hoping, I'm hoping, hoping and wishing and praying that is Taylor Taylor. That's yeah. who I'm hoping it is, right? Uh, Chicago kid, just outside of Chicago and Geneva. Yep. Great personality, Ryan. Um, and you, you, you see his mom, like talk to his mom, you hear about his mom for like a minute. You're like, yeah, okay, I see where he gets it from, right? I mean, just yep. really sharp kid. And I hope he's that guy. Other than him, you look at it and say, Ryan, there's not a ton – of kids that I would that I would say are local kids that I would throw into that category. Obviously, you hope that Davion Dixon, since he's an early, early uh, you know, commit, Nate Roberts, those guys are like big names. I think Nate Roberts has the kind of personality that could be kind of that. I wouldn't count him as local though, right? Because the question yeah. was geared towards more some of the local kids who can be around all the time. I I don't really know who those guys necessarily would be. I mean, maybe if you're able to get Mark Zachary in the class, maybe he yeah. might be one.
2: Christopher uh, Burgess, maybe
1: yeah christopher burgess but I, like to me like i don't know that i would i would chalk christopher burgess up as that kind of player just yet i mean again, these guys are still rising juniors so that's also part of it these kids are still growing and developing so i i don't know that there's a as natural of a fit locally as we've seen in past years as of right now now but that doesn't mean that you can't have great leaders in the class. It just means it might have to come from guys who aren't as close by. Right. Right. So, I mean, you know, if they're able to somehow get Deuce Knight, which, you know, fingers crossed, we'll see how that one goes, but he's going to be a leader no matter, no matter where he's from. Right. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's just the reality of it. So, you know, you'll have guys like that, Ryan, that, that, that will take a leadership mantle. They just may not be as close by. And, and, but who's that local guy. That's a, That's a really good question. I'm actually doing a little um, search right here real quick, Ryan, because there's a kid that popped in my head that might actually be a good one, but I want to see what the distance is from South Bend here real quick first before I do it. Yeah, it's actually not bad. There's a Waukesha, Wisconsin's about three and a half hours away. It's a big old offensive lineman from Waukesha named Owen Striebig up there. Maybe him. Because he has kind of an outgoing personality. And look, he has proven – He has no problem getting to campus. No, (laughs) not at all. Not at all.
2: Yeah. (laughs) You want to know a kid that's really, really interested in Notre Dame, guys? You want to talk about reading the tea leaves? Talk about a kid that's been to campus three times this offseason as a sophomore Coming back again
1: at the end of the month. So, yeah. yeah. And we we get asked, who's the first guy off the bus for you? Whenever Owen Striebig shows up to Notre Dame, he will be the first guy off the bus for me
2: he's going to be six uh, eight 320 pounds like yeah sophomore year of
1: college yeah. like yeah he is a massive a massive kid i'm actually going to pull something up here real quick ryan because this this picture that he has of him so y'all y'all know marcus freeman is not some little tiny football coach right he's okay. not your typical like when, yeah. <laughs>
2: yes
1: yeah. yes he is not like a um you know, Brian Kelly, this is not a shot on Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly was little. He was, you know, not a very big guy. Marcus Freeman, one ish He's, you know, pretty ripped up guy. I'm going to show you this. And this is not, this is not, uh, like, yeah, this is just, that kid dwarfs Marcus <laughs> Freeman. I mean, that is a nutty picture. Like, he makes Marcus Freeman look little. Like a lot of these literally. offensive linemen too, too,
2: man. Like the Rowan Byrne kid, too. Yeah. It's like what the and heck? And like look at him, like he's not
1: fat at all. Like that's the not thing. He's just a big old country boy. But there's yeah. not like he's not like a big fat kid you got to work a bunch of weight off of. Like, I mean, his his uh lanyards hanging straight down. I mean, that's a yes. that's a that's a big boy right there. So he he could potentially be one, Ryan, if if you're gonna focus on the geography aspect of it. I could see and he's a highly ranked kid. Right. He's going to be, I think he's like a top 100 kind of kid. So he could be one. Just got to be able to close on him, man. Just got to be able to close on him.
0: Learn more at marines dot com.
2: We had a question from Rob Osgood who said, "Mailbag: Who, in your opinion, in the two thousand twenty-five running back group, could one day switch to wide receiver?" I, well, I have an easy answer. Easy yeah. answer on the board: It's Dyer Hill out of out of yeah. the state of Missouri. He's a well, space player type. There's
1: two yeah. for me, yeah. Ryan. He's yeah. one. The other one would be Waltz Clark. I, I, that kid could easily move to wide receiver. I'm not oh, saying I would do it. Yep, yeah. but Yeah, he's definitely one who could move to wide receiver. I don't see Justin Thurman as a receiver. I see him as more of a running back that, you know, you can do some things with, but I don't really see him. I um, I think Tory Tory Blaylock
2: could if you wanted to, but like no need for it.
1: Yeah. Sure. Absolutely.
2: We had a question from David Lowe. Thank you, David. I remember last year around this time we were on fire on the recruiting trail. How many 2024 recruits could you see Notre Dame landing in July?
1: Well, I think at most two, I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, well, one. <laughs> yeah. at yeah. most two, right. Yeah. I mean, Kingston and, and, uh, Gary Lambert are, yeah. are both going to make a decision in July. So that, and we could say three, if we want to still count Davis Andrews as a 24 kid, I could see them getting him as well. Sure. But we're, we're kind of not counting him as a 24 kid as of right now. Although I would love it if he changes my, I, I said this the other day to a friend of mine, you know, for all the angst about safety recruiting, if Davis Andrews just somehow decided, you know what, I'm going to do a mission after my football career is over, all of a sudden the safety class takes a whole different look. If you had Bronte Johnson and Davis Andrews in it, I don't care what his ranking says, I do not care one bit. Davis Andrews is a really good football player, a really good football player. So yeah, I would, uh, I would love to see that, but as of right now, I just that's just not going to, not going to happen. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, that, that at at most three as of right now. Yeah. But you know, to a bigger point, Brian, Brian, yeah. we were having this conversation on the message board, and, and I made this point. So much of how we evaluate this recruiting class is based on emotion, which comes from timing. The point that I made is this. If if Notre Dame's first, let's just say Notre Dame's first five commitments were I'm going to pull up their commit list real quick. Let's say their first five commitments in the class. So like last summer, right? Their their, their first five commitments, Teddy Rezac committed, uh, Sean Silviano committed, say uh, Bodie Cahoon committed, Tabron Benny Powell committed, and Carson Hobbs committed. Those are your first five commitments. And Notre Dame picked up five kids in June. If those five kids were CJ Carr, Cam Williams, I'm trying to trying to go look at some of the like it, it those two and, and, and Kidron Young, who you did get in, in July, Peter Jones and either Leonard Moore or one of those guys, right? The more highly ranked guys, if those were the five commitments they got in June. The the emotional reaction that Notre Dame fans would have right now is we're on fire, yeah. Right, same kids, same exact class, and and um, I I think that's something that sometimes we got to think about is right. It, it's looking at what they land, not who they missed on or when kids committed. It's who they have in the class, and I think sometimes we we as fans can get a little bit in our feelings a little bit because. Of when kids commit. Well, Notre Dame landed all their big dogs early this time, right? It doesn't take away from how good the class is. No. At the same time, I do believe that momentum is also a thing. And kids look at that because kids react that way too. If grown ups are acting that way, then kids are acting that way too. Man, that school's hot. Right. That's just it's right or wrong. That's just the reality of it. But um, that kind of adds a little bit to the 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 I don't say it's not negativity, but negative energy a little bit of negative energy going around about the recruiting class right now, in, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I mean, to your point, David, I, I think talking it out, I think two is the number I can potentially see in July now that I'm like thinking about it, possibly yeah. three, but I think two is the number
1: three. Who would be, who would be the possible third for you? Shaw? Shaw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So just we're on the same page, Kingston, Shaw and Kirby Lambert, right? Those are, are the, the three. three. Yeah, yeah. Those are the three. We have a few Super Chats down here, Ryan, as well.
2: Week Zero Productions says, thank you for the Super Chat, by the way, did my own interview with 2025 five-star Nathaniel and my botang and my favorite quote was, location doesn't mean anything to me in my recruitment. Location or weather doesn't matter if you have that dog in you. Does he end up at Notre Dame?
1: And then he had another one kind of along the same lines.
2: He also said, voluntarily, NIL money doesn't mean anything to me. I know and saw firsthand what Notre Dame did for my brother, and I know I can do the same thing. Seems very Notre Dame fit. Surprised there isn't much coverage on him.
1: I mean, we literally literally had a story on him him. last week. I just
2: had a story last week on him, man. Come on.
1: I mean, we haven't really done a lot on the 25 class right now, and he's not anywhere close to making a decision. So, yeah, Ryan had an interview with him last week. We talked about him on the show last week, but – I mean, I, there's no doubt he's a Notre Dame type of kid, and he's hearing a lot of good things about about from his brother. I'm curious about your own personal interview, where that came from. That's a little yeah. interesting. So, I would not encourage people to just start trying to interview these kids on their own unless you were doing something. But I'd be just curious, kind of, you know, um, what what platform that was on. Just just curious, not not no criticism, just curious. But no, I mean Ryan. He he, you've said this. He definitely seems like a Notre Dame type of kid. The question is, yep. he's but he's also a big time football player that has every in the country coming after him. Yep, it's a little different than the, I mean they beat Wake Forest and Michigan State for his brother. It's a little sure. different, a little different situation.
2: And it's it is also very different because again he's an IMG Academy kid. It's a little bit of a different type of IMG Academy kid. But his other top schools are all Florida schools. So it's literally Notre Dame versus Florida State, Miami, Florida right at this point so that's eh, we'll see we'll see
1: all right ryan let's get to it we have another super chat down here from ethan
2: ethan says thank you so much for the super chat i said one guy on each side of the ball who isn't talked about a ton you think has a a surprisingly good season this year
1: that's a good one i like questions like that ryan so guys that aren't getting talked about a ton uh Mitchell Evans, I feel like, is not getting talked a lot about on offense. It's always like, well, when's Raritan going to be back? Is Holden right. State's going to be a breakout for very good reason? And Mitchell's a guy that has what four career catches? <laughs> and we're not talking about him a lot. I could see him being a 30, 40 plus season catch guy this season that could have a lot of people talking about him. Absolutely. I mean the thing is Chris Tyree's not getting a lot of converse does not get a lot of talk from fans. I could see Chris having a surprisingly good season at receiver, being a big play guy. Those those one of those two would be the ones for me, Ryan. One of those two, you could pick either one of those. Defensively, a guy that isn't being talked about a ton that I think could have a surprisingly good season. I'm trying to think who we don't talk about a ton. I feel like yeah. we talk about a lot of guys, but I know there's some we haven't talked to Would you um I was thinking,
2: uh, it, I was thinking Gabriel Rubio on defense as kind one. of the main backup at nose tackle to be a, a really plus run defender. Yeah, and offensively, I was actually thinking of Zeke Correll because I feel like no yeah. one ever talks about Zeke Correll. That's a good one. That's I would a good be shocked one. if, like, year two as a starting center, he's like, oh well, Zeke Correll is like one of yeah. the top five centers of college football this year. It's like, funny, as
1: somebody on the message board the other day is like, we only have two, you know, proven players coming back, and I'm like, who's the two you're talking about? Zeke Correll and Joe Alt because. <laughs> <laughs> You know they need to be on that list. Uh, Gabriel Rubio. I know Tim O'Malley's very high. He and I have, we we were talking, and he always brings up Tim uh, Gabriel Rubio. He's very high on Gabriel Rubio as well. Um, I could see that if the light goes on for Ramon Henderson, I could see that one going off. On. Yeah, let's hope. I I, so. I could, and I feel like since he committed, we don't talk about Antonio Carter at all. At all, I know. Since he Committed, <laughs> we haven't right? Seen
2: him. Yeah, I, I could
1: definitely I see him being a guy that by the end of the years, a dude. That or were like, man, him. I'm really glad they got him. I could see, yeah. I could see him uh, being one of that guy. So there, there's some options, but I, so if I had to pick one, I'm just gonna go with on offense. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Mitchell Evans as a guy that's not being talked a, a lot about. And on defense, my one is going to be. This is a tough one. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna have some fun. You know who we don't talk about a lot? Xavier Watts. I feel like we don't talk nearly enough about him, and we should. I'm gonna go with Xavier Watts. I I don't think we talk about him enough, so I'm gonna go with Xavier Watts. That's that's someone one said, for me.
2: Someone said Steve Angeli. That is like the worst case scenario. If that is the case, but yeah, well, unless
1: he has a good season, and I can live with it. But yeah, that's not that's not. That um,
2: means that means Sam Hartman got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so. Adam said
1: Adam said Howard Cross. I feel like we that's talk about one. Howard a lot. Right. That's the only reason yeah. I don't think about him. We talk about him quite a bit about how, at least I do. I feel like I talk about him a lot. You haven't been on the show as much lately, Ryan. We definitely have talked about him a, a lot in some of our other shows. But uh, Jason Onye, uh, we talk about him a quite lot. a bit. Yeah. yeah. So the whole point is not these are the only guys. Riley Mills, we talk about Riley a lot. You know, that's another one we talk about a lot. So um, yeah, it's interesting. Rocco, somebody said Rocco Spindler. It's a good one. We don't talk about him a ton. I, I could see him. I could see him. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting for sure. Somebody said Jaden Greathouse. Uh, it's definitely not a pro- person we have a problem talking about on the show. That's yeah, for sure.
2: I've, I've, I've mentioned his name a couple of times in my life. Yeah. We had a question from USMA87 What do you think the odds are that coaches McCullough, Dylan McCullough, and Chansey Stucky are both on the staff in 2024?
1: I I honestly don't know. I haven't even thought about it. I'm just trying to get through the 23 season. Look, the reality is, guys, they're going to lose coaches. If Notre Dame's good, they're going to lose coaches. It's a part of the business, and it's an okay part of the business because if you lose coaches, like let's just say Dillon McCullough gets his wish, and he gets a head coaching job next year at a Big Ten school, which I think he's earned it, right? Um, My only advice to Coach McCullough is – how about you be a little bit more accessible, you know, put yourself out there a little bit more other than just like your, your backstory, which is an amazing story, but just, you know, get in front of the camera a little bit more and just, you know, kind of be a little bit more of a presence because I think there's a lot to like there. You know, he just, is kind of one of those, I'm doing my job and being a dad kind of guys. I'm like, that's great. I mean, as a man respect the heck out of you for it, but if you're trying to build your brand to become a head coach, I'd like to see it be a little bit more involved, you know, but uh, let's say he gets a he gets a Big Ten job. Oh, okay, that's great. I mean, that's that's awesome because a it's great for him, and b if you know if you if you want if you want to be an assistant coach to become a head coach, aren't you going to go to a school that just put a guy in there at that position? Right? I mean, that's that's part of the reason Charles Huff picked Alabama over Notre Dame. Ryan, right? when he was leaving Penn State, was he knew that that Alabama gave him a quicker path to becoming head coach. Guess what? It did. So he's now the head coach at Marshall. So. Look, I, they're going to lose guys. I, I don't know who. I don't know when. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. Uh, so I, I don't I don't know what the odds are. I, I'm just I'm just glad they're going to be on the team for 20 – or on the part of the program for 23. And once 23 is over, we'll have more time to think about that stuff. But, yep. look, they're both excellent coaches. They're going to be in high demand. That's the one thing I can say are very high odds. They're both going to be in high demand yes. this, this season. There's yes. no doubt about that. A lot of
2: people are going to want both of them. Yeah, absolutely. Riker ferg says if you had to pull all of your eggs into one running back for the 2025 class who would it be
1: so it it basically is kind of saying like if you could get one guy who would that one guy that you would want in this class man i mean
2: if i could get anybody i wanted it would probably be waltez clark but like mm-hmm. you could convince me of a couple other guys i mean justin thurman's really good whose main chroma mm. is awesome like there's a lot of good running backs but i would probably go waltez clark i think he might have the highest upside i mean he's really good and I i'm would... very confident to your question Riker. if dylan mccullough is here for a couple years i am very confident confidence with him developing a guy like a waltez clark into a oh yeah head.
1: i'm gonna go with james simon because for a couple reasons i i think he's very talented I, he definitely does not have the the ceiling that waltez clark has ryan you nailed that but I think he's got a gr- really high floor, but for me, it's more of he has such a unique sc- style of play that I don't think they have that make you miss guy on the roster right now, other than maybe Jeremiah Love. But even him, he's more of a slasher, one cut, you know, and then uses home run speed kind of guy. He can make some quick cuts. I think James Simon, and you know, we talked about complementary skills. I think James Simon probably has the most complementary skill set of any of the backs when you look at what is currently on the Notre Dame roster. But end of the day, Riker. You're not wrong by going with Thurman, like Ryan talked about. Waltz Clark, like Ryan talked about. James Simon, like I'm talking about, or or Usman Chroma. I mean, th- there's really no bad choice in that group if you were to pick one. But uh, pick, you your, flavor. pick exactly. your flavor. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. We got uh, Chen Boat. Check it out, Ryan. He's got the IB hoodie on in the uh, the Avatar. Digging that. Digging that. Thank you for that.
2: And he wants, he wants more gear, man. He said, yeah. Brian, what's a, what's a guy got to do to be, get an IB embroidered dad hat in the store?
1: We had one, but uh, I, I, I took it down. I'm going to look for a different one. So I'll work on that one. And I'll let you know when I do, for sure. Because I that's been on my list of things to do, Ryan. But we've had some things going on that uh, have kept me pretty busy. And I haven't had a chance to get to that stuff, but it's on my long list of to-do things to do before the season. But, yeah, dad hats. I'll I'll look into that. I'll definitely look into that. That's a good idea. Good reminder. Connor O'Doherty with
2: a question. He says, I'm late. If there is a mailbag today, which there is, what are your guys' top 10 2024 recruits nationally? The release of the suspect on three rankings made me want a Driscoll ranking site so much more.
1: I had a buddy text me today and he's like, don't read the on three rankings <laughs> <I'm> too late. <laughs> uh, who's my top 10? I, I haven't done one yet, Ryan. Yeah. So I don't really have a top 10. I I can tell you, uh, I could maybe tell you a couple guys on there, but I, I'm going to actually have a top 150 actually before the season comes out. So I'll have a better, better idea then. Uh, but yeah, there, there will be a Driscoll rankings and, and. Nice again the the that that'll be CFP nation that's part of the plan but it's, a, it's again it's a long-term plan there's a lot of things that I Irish break down that require my attention right now that are preventing me from really growing that part of the business even more but it'll come it'll definitely come but yeah I'm gonna have some here before the season with uh when I can finally sit down and actually spend the probably entire week that I'll need <laughs> to just dive into the film and re- cause you got to find film. You don't just pop in three minutes, of huddle film. and like, Oh, he's ranked ninth. You know, you, you spend a long time trying to find a game film, talking to people that might have game film, doing all that kind of stuff. So I'll have something. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I have started to watch a lot more film, so I've already kind of started breaking down kids, but yeah, I'll, I'll have some here before the se- seasons. And I don't mean before fall camp starts. I mean, before the season starts. So, you know, August, what? <laughs> will